Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes from deep within you leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weedman. Blended three decades experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You will be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Today's guest helps benevolent leaders whose company has an employee engagement problem. He helps them learn how to elevate employee engagement and performance. They learn how to do this through brief interactions with minimal investment of time and effort. He helps them learn to see employee engagement as an employee problem that they help their employees solve for themselves. He intends to utilize fasting for more than three days to extend how long he gets the privilege to do this work. Today's guest is Keith Weedman. Since Keith will be interviewing himself today, he will say Keith before asking each question. This will hopefully help you follow this conversation. Please join me in welcoming Keith to this episode of Embers and Wind. The title of this episode is Why Fast for More Than Three Days. Welcome, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Keith, what stimulated you to fast for four days last week? Two weeks ago, I learned about autophagy from Michael Christian. I learned about it when we recorded his episode for Embers and Wind. Then I went on to YouTube and I did a little research. Well, not formal research. I did a YouTube search for the topic of autophagy. And then I discovered this video by Dr. Annette Bosworth. And the video was about how autophagy can be effective as a means to prevent Alzheimer's. I was in. I want to protect myself from Alzheimer's. By protecting myself, I protect the people I love. Alzheimer's runs in my mother's family. It's a scary disease and I don't want to catch it. Dr. Bosworth, and actually she goes by Dr. Boss. Dr. Boss was talking about the benefits of autophagy to prevent Alzheimer's. Keith, since you just learned about autophagy two weeks ago, there's a pretty good chance there's another listener who does not know what autophagy is. Please explain what autophagy is. Autophagy is your body's cleansing mechanism. After three days of fasting, your body goes into autophagy. It's a self-cleaning mechanism where your body will eat fat, damaged cells, unhealthy protein, and other debris in your body. In Dr. Boz's video, she talks about how when your body goes into autophagy, it eats the debris found in the brains of Alzheimer's patients. 
Keith, there's a listener who wants to know, how legitimate is Dr. Boss? And how much do you know about Michael Christian? I know very little about Dr. Bosworth. I know she's an MD physician, and I know she's a doctor of internal medicine. And I also know that her mother suffered from cancer. And when her mother suffered from cancer, she helped save her mother's life. Utilizing the keto diet, she's become a champion of the keto diet. I know she wrote a book called Any Way You Can, and the book is about how she saved her mother's life utilizing the keto diet. I know she has her own YouTube channel with 258,000 subscribers, and I know she now teaches a course, an online course, about how to help somebody succeed with a keto diet for the rest of their life. I know a little more about Michael Christian. I know he has a passion to help people live a fulfilling life because he knows what it's like to not live one. And he knows it's possible for anyone to live a life filled with joy and fulfillment. In Michael Christian's conversation, he shared that a Japanese biologist won the Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine in 2016. It was easy for me to verify this information. I did a little research and I verified that in 2016, Japanese biologist Yoshinori Osumi received the Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine for his autophagy discoveries. Keith, what do you hope to accomplish with autophagy? I want to get rid of the junk in my brain. I've learned from physicians, specialists, that you start accumulating debris in your brain five years before any Alzheimer's symptoms show up, and I want to address those now. Keith, what did you learn from your four-day fast? I learned not to allow anything into my body other than water. I thought I could get away with simply taking something called Einstein. It's liquid. It's something that dissolves in water. And I thought I could get away with that without messing with my fasting. The first thing that I noticed that led me to believe that I was mistaken was I did not struggle with the first two days of my fast. They were easy. And I believe they were easy because I was still taking Einstein. But when I stopped Einstein on day three, day three was much, much harder. And I did not experience what Michael talked about, what I had hoped to experience on day four. I finally, on day five, began to have the experiences that I hoped for. I experienced more energy and I experienced clarity. And I no longer felt hungry but I made a commitment to my wife that I would end my fast on day four, and I honored my commitment. I must confess that I thought about fasting on day five. Keith, I'm picking something up from a female listener. What's going on in her mind is not really a question. It's more of an opinion, and it's coming across pretty forcefully. 
She's thinking that you damn well better keep your word. Uh-oh, I think I'm in trouble. It sounds like that listener happens to be my wife, my lovely wife. Keith, there's a listener who's wondering, why would you risk the benefits of fasting for four days by ingesting anything but water? And you can relax because it's not your wife who's wondering this. In hindsight, it was definitely not one of my brighter decisions. What I was thinking at the time was I take Einstein to improve my memory. If this messes up my fast, I'll do it again next month. Keith, please share with our listeners any previous experience you've had with fasting. I've fasted multiple times for one day only. I fasted one time for three full days. It's been decades ago. At the time, what I was wanting to do was shed excess weight, even though I knew that it took willpower. I had not yet heard of the term mindset. Keith, why is your company's work so important to you that you would fast again, not just once, but multiple times, and long enough to experience autophagy? For me personally, it relates to my faith. I believe we have all been called to serve others, and I believe we've all been given an abundance of gifts, much of which we've never used. Autophagy is an example of a gift that we all have, yet most people do not even know that they have this gift, let alone use it. Something else that I've learned is a gift too. We all have this gift, but it's never been taught in traditional school. And if I share it with you, because you're probably smarter than me, you could easily acquire this knowledge to build your skill to elevate employee engagement and performance. Right now, employee engagement is a huge problem in the United States and elsewhere. Employee engagement is an employee problem that benevolent leaders can help their employees solve. I have never met an employee who aspires to be disengaged from their work. The experience is too painful. I intend to utilize autophagy to extend how long I get the privilege of doing this. Keith, can you tell us more about how your memory concerns surfaced? I hope listeners are enjoying this because when you interview yourself, you know much more about what is going on in the minds of your guest. It was nearly two years ago, in December 2019. I was delivering a speech, a prepared speech, in the Columbus Toastmasters Club when I fell short of delivering that prepared speech in the way that I knew that I intended, even though I had practiced delivering that speech a sufficient number of times. I forgot chunks of it. That had never happened before. Keith, there's a listener who wants to know why you even concluded that forgetting chunks of your speech was an indication you have a memory problem. How many times have you misplaced your keys or your wallet without attributing that to a memory problem? I am impressed because your question suggests that you are deeply engaged in this conversation. Please know that your thoughts are stimulating my thinking. By attributing my problem to a memory problem, I created a self-fulfilling prophecy 
with a negative effect without intending to. I feel so good. I want to give a backhanded compliment to the podcast host, Keith. I want you to know that I think you're as bright as I am when it comes to this disciplined practice. That's enough fun. Let's get serious again. By focusing this episode on autophagy and Alzheimer's, we can turn this into something positive for our listeners and ourselves. I'm going to share a story to answer your second question. I've been losing my keys in my wallet for decades. For years when I could not find either, I would always ask my wife, Marcia, where'd you put my keys? She would always respond that she had not touched them. I thought I knew different then. Then Marcia lived in Colorado for 18 months, fulfilling her passion. While I was in our home in Indiana, fulfilling mine, I could finally see that it was not Marcia who had moved my billfold or keys when she was a thousand miles away. I finally knew it was me who forgot where I put my wallet or my keys. I never attributed that to a memory problem. Keith, what did you do after your Toastmaster speech to address your memory concern? The first thing I did was self-monitoring. It did not work very well because I found a long-lost, quote-unquote, friend. Fear. I felt fear. I dreaded what forgetting might mean. It was similar to the fear I once felt when I was in my 20s, and I had a fear of public speaking. The fear immobilized me then, and it immobilizes me decades later. What's changed is what I'm fearful of in the past two years. When I occasionally struggled, it was difficult to assess whether that struggle was memory loss or fear. With each subsequent struggle, I kept leaning on fear. You know what fear is. You know how debilitating fear can be. Keith, there is a listener who wants to know how long you relied upon self-monitoring. Too long. One year and four months. Keith, what did you do next? I finally broke through my resistance and I went to a geriatric practice, one that specialized in assessing and treating patients with memory issues. They obtained an MRI of my brain. The good news was that my MRI was normal. Even though a brain MRI cannot see Alzheimer's disease, there are markers that show up in an MRI. My brain had none of those markers. Keith, what motivated you to focus this episode on autophagy and Alzheimer's? I made the decision last week after my visit to the memory center. I just finished my first four-day fast. I was very interested in what the intending physician knew about autophagy as a means to prevent Alzheimer's. While the physician had heard of autophagy, the physician did not know enough to have a position. This physician is an internal medicine physician who specializes in geriatric care around memory. Their concern about my four-day fast was to ensure I consulted with my family physician about my fast. Whether it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down, I believe every geriatric practitioner 
ought to have a position about autophagy as a means to prevent Alzheimer's. I realize there's probably a need to do more research, but my God, it's been five damn years since autophagy was discovered. How long does it take for a priority issue to get addressed? Keith, what's next for you with fasting? Having obtained a green light from my family physician, I intend to fast for four or five days next month and then fast at least once every six months for a minimum of four days. I intend to conduct my own research to assess the benefits of autophagy for me personally. It's called heuristic inquiry, where you conduct your own research by immersing yourself in your research. Heuristic inquiry recognizes that objectivity is not possible because you cannot remove the observer from the observed. This is how I built my skill to elevate engagement and performance in people I lead. This is also how I help leaders elevate engagement and performance in people they lead. They utilize how people respond to their action as feedback for continuous process improvement. Since I also utilize heuristic inquiry and feedback to improve my courses, it makes sense to use it for autophagy. Keith, how can a listener stay connected with you? My company website is the website for this episode. My email address is in the show notes, keith at level3bydesign.com. Send me an email and we can chat on Zoom if you want to. You can also find me on LinkedIn and my LinkedIn is in the show notes too. Keith, how can a listener learn more about autophagy? Michael Christian fasts to experience autophagy monthly. He introduced me to, to autophagy just two weeks ago. You can listen to his episode last week by clicking on this link in my show notes. I mentioned Michael first because he's easy to understand, and I believe you can learn from him. And for those who want to go to the source, by watching a video, a YouTube video, by 2016 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine, Yoshinori Osumi, by clicking on a link in my show notes. Keith, do you have a call to action that you want listeners to accept? I have a call to action for you. I invite you to explore autophagy over the next one week. You can do this by watching Yoshinori Osumi's YouTube video. And you can listen to last week's episode of Embers and Wind with Michael Christian in less than 90 minutes total. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.